What's up, dirty birdies? This is your favorite. <laughs> Did you like that one? <laughs> this is your favorite Castle Rock podcast. I am Chris Nays, one half of your host here today. I'm here with my co-host, Debbie. Hello. Debbie Hodges, how are you this I'm morning? wide awake. Yeah? For now. Morning after the premiere of oh Castle gosh. Rock season two. Oh my gosh. It's uh, it doesn't seem like it's been as long as it has since the last season, but no, it, it has been over a year. Has it really? Yeah. Wow. I believe so. I don't believe that. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> I troll my past Facebook posts, and they have already started showing up when we were talking about episodes. So wow, it's been slightly over a year. Yeah, no, I know you're right because my time hop's been you mentioning Castle right. Rock too. Don't argue. Um, so, this is a Castle Rock podcast. If this is your first time with us, welcome to our show. Welcome. Um, we appreciate when people participate in the show by leaving comments and that sort of thing. So we encourage that. Mm -hmm. Please uh, share the show with your friends. That sort of thing, right? Yes. Uh, also right up top, I just want to plug a couple of things that are going on with friends doing podcasts. Mm -hmm. Mike, our friends, Mike and Tim, who are our, uh, are they our friends? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. We haven't hung out with them as much as we like to. They haven't paid me lately. So we just, <laughs> we just had an evening with just the four of us. I know it was so nice. Yeah. We need more of that. Yeah. We'll add Sarah too. Maybe Lindsay once in a while. Anyway, Mike and Tim are uh, talking about the new series on HBO, The Watchmen. Yeah. The Watchmen was a comic book, then it became a movie. With an amazing soundtrack. Exactly. And now, it is a television series, but it's not TV, it's HBO. Yeah. So, Which I don't it's know nothing, what it is. It's nothing like the movie, though, right? No, apparently it's a whole new take on right. the entire thing. So, I'm interested. I haven't seen the premiere yet. I believe their podcast is already up and running. Don't know if it'll, the first episode will be posted by the time this goes up. But I believe it is entitled Watchmen on the Couch. <laughs> so, Sorry. very cheesy title, but uh, well done, sirs. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, we'll give them a golf clap. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you're interested in music, I know you are. Mm. Uh, my other podcast, Ritual Disc Flip. I've sort of been on a break because I've been working six day weeks for the entire summer Forever. now into fall. So, um, but we are still doing this show. Hells yeah. Uh, ritual disc flip. You can look it up wherever you, uh, find your podcast, wherever podcasts are sold, right? Walmart, Walmart, Target, Target. Kmart, Walgreens, CBS, CBS, C CBS, no CVS, CVS pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Because it makes you feel good right. when you listen to it. Um, okay, so let's do some house cleaning up top. I did that yesterday. I don't want to do any more. Well, this is an audio form. Okay. This is really more show-based <laughs> than uh, than house-based, which, by the way, your house looks lovely. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So let's address the bogus reviews that we got on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Um. Basically, what and I'm I'm just gonna pull up what they said and read it. Okay, we have one review that is showing on uh, on iTunes right now, and it's skewing the whole thing. It is. So what what happens with iTunes is that you can easily um, 
you know, rate whatever shows, podcasts that you listen to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On the podcast app, basically now it's so simple that directly underneath the feed uh, is where you can rate it. So you can click five stars, you click one star. Mm -hmm. And then you can type in whatever your thoughts are on the show. And you can be anybody doing this. Exactly, yeah. Anybody out there in internet land that is listening to our show. Or not listening. Or not listening. um, You can go, I mean, potentially, yeah, you can go and sabotage even if you've never listened. I don't know necessarily that that's what this person did, but by their comment, they definitely listened. (laughs) From KR1314... Dumb. A bad, right, a bad uh, <laughs> screen name. Titled, sorry. So No, you're not. St- exactly. Started, like, obviously, They're starting you're not with lies. really sorry. I already cannot trust anything One star say. out of five. Whatever. Not a great podcast, but dot, dot, dot. Who burps during a podcast? A human. A human being. A who, human. Um, who is. Bubbly. Has some gassage coming out the. Would you rather he farted on a podcast? Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, so obviously it was me. Again. I burped. Again, human. I've done it. I'm not proud of it. If you want to fart right now, go for it. My, um, the only thing I'll say really about this is that reviewing stuff online for me is not for shitting on things. No. It's for... Um, singing something's praises when you like it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you go and you click five stars whenever something particularly is makes you laugh really hard or makes you think really hard about something you never thought about before. Whatever it is mm-hmm. that you like about it, you go in and click five stars. What internet has become now is shitting all over everything. Well, because everybody's so brave. Yeah. Hiding behind a computer screen. They call them keyboard warriors. Mm-hmm. Um... So KR one three one four whatever. Uh, while we, I appreciate your opinion when it is valid and when, um, you know, if you had a legit criticism about the topics that are covered on the show, exactly, that would be one Constructive. thing. But to go and sabotage our rating, in because. Obviously, if you go and look, and it's only been rated a couple of times, you know if you rate it one star, it's going to fucking... going down. Everything is going way down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when I looked at it, and this review is a year old, by the way. (laughs) I never look at these things because it ends up being shit like this. You know what I mean? Um, So we're late to the party on... We are late to the party. I don't know how long ago they listened, so I... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't even know which episode they're talking about. I don't remember you burping. I have before, for sure. But we've done like 15 episodes, so how the fuck am I... I'm not going to go through all of our What are you supposed to do to not burp? Are you supposed to like get up and leave the room I immediately, run I, away? Most of the time when I have burped, I like go away like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anyway, K-R if anyone numbers. is going to comment again, please make your criticism like... Something about what we talk about, maybe. Can we comment back on those? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I I can comment back at someone, though. Yeah. What I will encourage people to do, though, is if you have an iPhone and you are a listener of this show and you like our show, just go and rate it five stars. And if you want to comment, that would be awesome, too, just so that the one comment people see is not that I burp on the show. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. 
right? No. Okay, we got to move on because. And if you leave us an, uh, a bad review, I'm gonna go on there and leave you a bad review. Ooh, I feel like that's a that's fighting words. It is. Uh, <laughs> I'm ballsy at eight o'clock in the morning. Debbie, question yes. for you. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> let's just get it right into the first segment. Okay. Uh, this is called Stephen King News Lightning Round. Oh my God, there's so much news. And it's a lightning round, so what I'm going to ask you to do right now is make lightning noises. Okay. And what go. What is that? Uh, I don't. What is the lightning noise? Well, that's Crack. that sounds more. Yeah, like crashing. Crashing. Crumbling. Oh. I could pull it up on my phone. D- no, don't do that. <laughs> we'll get sued. See, Debbie coughed off mic. I coughed off mic. See, that's what you do. That's yeah. how we do things here. Um, so what I'm going to do is take that little bit of audio. Oh, if I remember to do this, I'm going to take the lightning round bit of audio. And uh-huh. anytime we have lightning round King news, I'm going to play that audio. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> have fun with that. Uh, okay. So a dark tower series is on the way. Wait on TV. Yeah. It's uh. let's see. So. It's basically going to take on the fourth book, which is sort of a prequel to the right. events. I remember the, you telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really good story. It's pre- pretty self-contained, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if you were going to start... um, it's a bit, Okay, so check this out. Okay. Star Wars. They have the prequels mm-hmm. that came later. Right. So, a certain way of watching them... That those series, that series of movies, is to watch the prequels first because that's the first thing in the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. So you could, in theory, do that with those books. You could read oh the fourth one, the first. fourth one first, then you jump in. Now that isn't the way that he wrote them, so I don't necessarily know if it would flow as well. I've mm-hmm. never done that, but uh, same concept, right? Right, I understand. Anyway, so if you're jumping into Dark Tower stuff, I feel like they're gonna know that. Some people are new to this, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe haven't seen the Dark Tower movie, which I poo-pooed all over. What the fuck? We are, I mean, are we bringing back cat interruptions? I mean, the board's right next to you. Jesus Christ, Kinsley. It's going crazy. I don't know if we're doing that this season or not. <laughs> Maybe we'll just keep tracking our minds. Um, so what uh, What channel is the Dark Tower? It will be on the Amazon streaming service. Oh, they're doing really good with their shows. Yeah, Amazon Prime is... First of all, everybody should just have Amazon Prime. I mean, yeah. Because, like, it, I know most people use it now. So, uh, but a perk of that is that you get to watch all of these exclusive shows. Amazing shows, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically in that story, it's a very early uh, thing in the saga of the main character, Roland, mm-hmm. where he is much younger. And it deals with him and a couple of his friends from uh, from the kingdom that he grew up in, right? Okay. This like certain sort of uh, medieval sort of setting mm-hmm. in a city. Uh, but it's really good, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And since this is, this is a lightning round of news, we're moving on. Okay. Mr. Mercedes' new season is underway. It's progressing nicely. They're already... Eight or nine episodes in, so oh, wow. it's getting close to being done with the... Do they release once a week? Yeah. fourth. Uh, it's the fourth season, I believe. Um, 
There's been just enough plot changes from the books to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. They've sort of done this thing where, like, um, you know, they took book one, moved it over here, book yeah. two, moved it over here. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. weird, but I still like it because um, basically what happens, I, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but book two moves away from the main storyline. Book three, they go back to the main storyline. I believe that's correct. Yeah. So, and there's three books in the series. So, um, this fourth season, I think it's the fourth, has been covering book the stuff in book two, hmm. uh, which involves uh, an author being uh, robbed. And I don't, dude... I don't want to get into spoilers, so we yeah. should probably just move on. Yeah. But Mr. Mercedes, the series is far greater unwatched than a lot of other King stuff that is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And the quality of it is so high. And so, that's the direct TV or dish or whatever. Exclusive. It's, uh, oh, I forget this every time. AT&T. Eight, oh, it's, um, shoot. What is the name of the channel? I can't remember what the name of the channel is, so it's, but so it's a U-verse thing. Yes. It's U-verse. That's yeah. And I can't remember what the name of the channel is, but hmm. in different territories, different places are carrying it. So anyway, yeah. that makes it difficult for people to even get their hands on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, maybe check out the DVD when it comes out, but season four is great. That's all I know. Moving on. New collection of four short stories is coming out May 5th. Uh, all by Stephen King. Uh, he also did a short story book with his one of his sons that came mm-hmm. out not that long ago. Can't remember what that one's called. He's done short story books for years. Oh yeah, a whole bunch of them. Because that's what Shawshank Redemption is. Yes, I actually just read that for the first time. Rita Hayworth and the... yeah, that is in different seasons. Yes. Uh, also relating to the show we're going to talk about today, the body. Mm-hmm. is in that short story collection, which is another great story. Yeah. Um, Any Hoozle. Okay. Uh, if It Bleeds is the title of the collection of short stories. There is a black cat on the cover. It's a pretty mm-hmm. cool cover. And 576 pages. Not too shabby. Yeah, so they're not that short. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, but how many, like, how many are there? There's, I think there's four. Well, that's not too bad. That's no, a little yeah, over I mean, 100 pages each book. I want to say Different Seasons was about 400-something pages. No, so Different Seasons is thick. Is it? Yeah, it's I thick. I mean, maybe it's just the hardcover edition that I have is the, is like the way that it's laid out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Sometimes like font sizes change around. and I don't know. Uh, a little over 100 pages for a Stephen King book, That's that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know... That, he runs into that problem is like once he gets cooking on a story, he actually talks about this at the end of different seasons in the afterward. He's like, once I get cooking on a story and I realize it's going to be longer than, a, you know, something they could fit in a magazine mm-hmm. or something like that. He's like, well, I got to see it through, see it through to whatever the story is telling me it needs to go to. So um, they end up in these books. Right. Right. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, in the tall grass, which, um, I have started. Yeah. You haven't finished it. I haven't finished it. So I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, I thought it was interesting at least. 
It's giving me anxiety watching it, which is why I haven't finished. Yeah, well, it it, it uh, basically it was a novella that King and his son Joe Hill wrote together. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it's very dark. Like the palette of the entire show is very dark. Not like the material is dark, but right. like a lot of it takes place at night, and they're surrounded by this tall field, grass. Yeah, this field of grass. So like. I don't know. I that's probably the anxiety you're talking about is like well because the they just thing. um yeah I'm just like just just get out yeah but you can't get out they can't get out because Ugh. things yeah so uh I feel like this is a movie that should be watched at night uh I tried watching it during the day and I got about 20 minutes into it and I was like I should probably watch this when it's <laughs> dark you know mm-hmm. just because like it works better that way for whatever reason see I watch things at night. Outside on the porch, yeah. and then I scare myself because I'm like, "What's yeah. that shadow?" So you watch on your phone? Yeah. You should watch shows on TV. <laughs> you know, I could, but I have it all on my phone, and my yeah. phone goes outside with me. Yeah. And my phone can move around the house with me. So you can go out for a smoke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can be doing things while I'm I'm listening. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong to do it that way. I mean, you gotta figure. I also listen to Netflix in my car. Yeah. So listen to netflix yeah <laughs> so not even you're not even watching what's going no, on. no no i just i turn it on and then yeah i can turn the screen off on my phone but so it's, it's almost like playing. an audiobook it is yeah but i hate audiobooks yeah you're just an enigma <laughs> i'm just very weird <laughs> very very well, weird um we can talk about it in the tall grass more after you finish it okay Creep Show is uh, has premiered on Shutter, the streaming service. I actually am thinking about because I keep seeing commercials for this, mm-hmm. and depending on what station you're watching that airs the commercial, they have a code that you can put in okay. for three months free. I think of yeah. a trial service. Yeah, and I know AMC did it, and another station did it because i wrote it down on my phone because mm-hmm. i was like oh shit if i can get a three-month free trial then i'll just blow through the sh- whole series yeah if i can well it's they're releasing them weekly <clears throat> so you won't be able to do that yet but right <clears throat> once it is all out you can watch i'll wait it all. yeah um i've watched four or five of them so far the uh it's I will say it's very campy, and that is what Creep Show was like. Yeah, that I mean, that's what I'm hoping for is some yeah. camp, some cheese. You know, it, it's one of those shows that doesn't take itself seriously. No, you know what I mean. Like it definitely leans on the '80s style horror. <laughs> right. So I love that shit. Um, how are the uh, how are like the um, the CGI and stuff? Are they doing old school? Well, it's a comic book uh, approach. So, and I believe they have different directors as well. So, like, they're not all kind of the okay. same feel. It's different and and different stories call for different approaches, right? So, there's this werewolf story, okay, uh, that also features Nazis, okay, um, as they do. Yeah, instead, and for and I know this is a slight spoiler, so maybe skip forward if you don't want to know. But there's the transformation scene. So instead of doing the um, werewolf uh, in London thing where you actually witness the transformation um, or any number of werewolf movies yeah. that came after that Twilight. that did the same or yeah like thriller or whatever I said Twilight oh Twilight <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said thriller um, instead of doing that they did an animated thing where you see the pages flipping 
Oh. And it's sort of like a shadowy version of the transformation. And then you come back and it's a really campy looking costumey version of the werewolves. Oh, that's fun. Now, I like that. Now they look badass. Yeah. But you don't see the transformation. It's like somebody's turning the pages reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's fun. That's a that's a, a good way to save money. Yeah, and it's different. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like anything else is going on in horror right now. So, um, yeah, I'm two stories per episode, uh, about f- half an hour to 40 minute episodes, something like that. So not like a crazy time, you mm-hmm. know, commitment. So that's also cool. Yeah. Right. And you get two in one yeah. sitting. So like you're not. You don't have to feel like you have to pay attention. As, I don't know. I feel like people have really short attention spans now. So, like, getting those small stories is really cool. Yeah. Uh, another people. good thing about short stories. Uh, but moving on to the Outsider uh, HBO miniseries trailer. Have you seen this yet? Yes. Uh, what did you think? I liked it. Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. He's great. Um, I'm very intrigued by the storyline in two places at once. How is that you never, possible? You never got to that book, right? I never got to that book. See, well, this is the thing. I There's all these books that I want to read, mm-hmm. but when I do that and then I watch it, I get really pissed off So <laughs> because it's so different. So I think like with all of these things that are coming out Stephen King-wise, I'm just going to watch them first and then read them well since they are coming out i mean depending on what we're talking about but right so much is coming out all the time that in theory you can watch it and then start the book and then also be watching something else mm-hmm. and then when you get done with that book you can start on the next something thing else. when you get done watching that next thing right you know there are, it's so there's so many things coming out now. i know that you can be consistently jumping back and forth, which is exactly what I'm doing, by the way. <laughs> I just, I hate knowing how the book is supposed to be. Yeah. And then just being mad the entire time. Well, if you're like me and... I can't separate them. Yeah. Well, but if you're like me and you read some of these things so long ago... Oh, yeah. You don't even remember. Yeah. A lot of it is so, like... And a lot of times I won't ever even have time to read it a second time before the show starts or the miniseries or the movie or whatever the thing is now, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's basically all of them now that Stephen King is, like, on such a roll. I know. Everything he does. Yeah. I've just been even burned... Even the new stuff is all getting made into movies and stuff. I've just been burned in the past with books that I loved. Yeah. Well then, on any on any on any book, not just Stephen King stuff. Yeah, just... I, I yeah, that's the thing is like some of it is more faithful, some of it is I just totally left field, mm-hmm. you know, which can go awesome or can go can be frustrating, right? Yeah, like it chapter one and two, <laughs> more two, right, more two. Yeah. Um. So anyway, back to the outsider though, January twelfth. That is premiering. See, that's going to make me want to get um, HBO again yeah. because that's premiering January. And then when does when does Westworld come back? I don't remember. I don't even think they know. We'll see. They're still writing. They're it. taking a long time with <laughs> They're it. They're like, we're not sure where we're going with this show. But uh, it, I, I don't know. The Outsider trailer is awesome. It looks really well shot. Uh, and I put very faithful adaptation. So it seems like it is, and that's coming from somebody that read it. So we'll see what happens with that. I know. I don't know if the mics picked that up or not. <laughs> My stomach's just growled, so they may have gotten that too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. 
Oh, this is this is from uh, this week. Some of this news is kind of old, but I this is a catch up sort of thing. Right. King's Mansion. Is, I was wondering when you were going to say that. Yeah, it's going to become a writer's retreat and uh, archive. Currently, much of his archived material is at the University of Maine, but it will be moved over once so sweet. this goes into effect. And uh, it won't be open to the public, though. It's not like it's a... A tourist attraction. Yeah, it's not like that at all. Um, it's only for students who and, and writers you know, who are, that are in the profession, I, I think. And you have to book time, so you know that's going to fill up for like years in advance. Yeah, probably. I mean, just how nice is that to know? It's basically that, the that coolest thing. The ever. town loves you this much yeah. that they're. So I'm guessing he's going to move to his Florida house. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> I'm like, is he being evicted? Is he just buying a new house in Maine in There's the same no way town? He's being evicted. Like, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He, He's donating his house for or whatever he's doing with his house. I'm sure he didn't donate it. I'm sure well, he it's it, but. it's a pseudo donation. Yeah, you know what I mean. But regardless, like he lived there half the time. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's been his house for so since, either, since he became a rich person. Yeah. So either he's getting another house in Maine, or yeah, he's just full time in it in Florida. I mean, I don't know that he only has two houses. He probably has more than that. Yeah. Well. I would I mean, assume. You know, like summer houses. Yeah. I don't really look into that stuff about people that I like, you know, in... in you don't look up their tax popular, records? Yeah, like popular <laughs> media or whatever. I just don't... I don't care where they live, really. Mm. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> like, if I was a student or a writer, I would so look into oh this. Oh, my gosh. I just want to see the inside of the house. Well, you can... I mean, there's... You can look at photos of what it looks like. They're not that private. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, and especially once this goes into effect, everything will be out there. I'm yeah. I'm pretty positive you can see what his house looks like, though. Really, yeah. it's beautiful. Maybe not like every inch of it. You I want to see mean? every inch of it. But I they wanna... like like there's been photos of his office forever. I mean, I want a three sixty tour. Yeah, you could definitely see his office. I know I've seen photos of that before. So, um, does he have built-in bookshelves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rich mahogany. Really nice desk, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. He used to have typewriters, doesn't have those anymore. Oh, that's a nice segue into Castle Rock. Well, yeah, <laughs> so um, did you watch the Now Leaving Castle Rock video that I linked you? I actually saw it the day before Yeah, uh, you sent it to it's, me, it's, uh, and I was like, what am I watching? Because it, it was a lot of nothing at first. Yeah, so basically what this video was, is and I linked it in the, uh, the show I mean, it was the interesting. as well, but uh, yeah, the driving on backwards, listening to talk radio. Um, there's commercials for the shops in town. Yeah, the hospital. Uh, there's news of a body found by four young boys on train tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a nice little uh, wink at people who know. Uh, and you? then yeah, there's a call-in show of like paranormal stories. Yeah. Um, possible teasing of storylines we don't really know. They do talk about Jerusalem's lot, which we do see in this first episode. So yes, it was kind of that. And then there was another teaser for the show at the end, which shows Annie doing some stuff. I don't really remember what the teaser was at this point. I don't remember. It either. was the final being teaser crazy, for I the think. show. Yeah. Um, season two poster went up a couple weeks back, which uh, is Annie's face with her wide eyes, her sort of like catatonic mm -hmm. look that we get to see in the first episode as well. Uh, 
reflection of a cabin in the axe next to her face. Yeah, it's I a good was really photo. Cool. It's a good photo. Um, it sort of reminded me of when I was a kid, like looking at horror movie boxes in Blockbuster or whatever mom and pop shops that I would rent from. Yeah. Um, my dad lived actually really close to here in um, in High Ridge, and we had like a mom and pop video store. Yeah. It was called I'll Be Back. <laughs> okay. And super cheesy. But. Um, and it was in High Ridge? Yeah, it was in High Ridge. I like, never went there. It was. In that tiny uh, little shopping center with the Dollar General and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. By uh... sandwiched in between um, an auto parts store, a Domino's Pizza, yeah. and the little. Store. I don't remember so, yeah. a video store being in there. Well, I always went to Blockbuster. Yeah, most people it was right across the street. <laughs> right. So, um, anyway. It, it, I, I just sort of like anytime I'm scrolling through Netflix and stuff like that, that's kind of what I picture I'm doing is like just looking at the boxes mm-hmm. and like that's my first view into and they put a lot of thought into those things now. Oh, yeah. It's like what is going to catch the person's eye when they're walk when they're not walking, <laughs> when they're look scrolling through, you know? Yeah, that's that's the equivalent of what we have now to walking through a video store. We don't have video stores anymore. <laughs> So that's what I felt like when I saw this. Like that looks like an '80s yes video box or a poster sure. on a wall or something like that. So they did a really good job with it. I this. agree. Yeah, uh, it was intriguing. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that before we get started. Should we take a small break and then come back and do the show, or do you yeah, just want to get that. rolling into it? No, let's take a small break. Okay. So you will not hear this break. Nope. And we're back. Which you'll never know. You'll never know, guys. There was like a second, maybe, in between us leaving and coming back. We talked about some things that were not Stephen King related. Mm-hmm. But now we're here with you to talk about episode one of Castle Rock season two. Yay. Woo-hoo. Uh, this episode was titled Let the River Run, which uh, goes along with the song right yeah the song that was in this episode they always pick good songs for the show yeah it's uh it's fitting because it says uh new jerusalem yeah a lot and obviously jerusalem's lot is what they're trying to uh refer to there or whatever i had never heard that song before did you no never yeah it was kind of weird yeah <laughs> not really my jam but uh but they always pick good songs that yeah. have meaning to the show. You are staying on my lap. <laughs> Not me, but the cat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yeah, it. they, uh, I mean, Annie and her daughter seem to like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Joy liked it up until, you know, they had been singing it for 10 straight years. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, I don't know. We're doing sort of a different approach this season. We're not going to be so note intensive, I think. I have far less notes than I did last season. Me too. Yeah, you have none. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. That goes along with what we're trying to do. So what we're going to do is not go beat for beat through the episodes now. We're going to just talk about what we want to talk about with the episode, right? Yes. It's not going to be like you're rewatching the episode. Um, so there's that. 
Yeah. I just want to get that out before we even get start getting into this. This cat, I swear to God. I know. We're uh, Venom is already way in the lead with canon interruptions. Um So we have a couple of different plot lines in this episode. Yeah. Um all new people to learn their names. Exactly. And, and uh what this season is gonna be is basically a prequel to Misery, which uh of course, features Annie Wilkes mm-hmm. uh, as the uh, crazy person, right? Which, this um, chick, I can't think of what her name is. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. And I, I didn't write down what she's previously been in. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Okay, I've never yeah. seen that. And she was in um, uh, that show with Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen with Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yeah, about the doctor who did sex. Oh, um, um, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. She was the wife. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I think she's a pretty perfect fit for this role. Her eyes are perfect for this role. Yeah, I really. Um, I mean, I wrote down a bunch of stuff about her, and we'll get into all of it. But so it is a prequel to Misery. Do you, are you familiar with the story of Misery? Have you seen the movie? Yeah, Kathy Bates. Yeah, mm-hmm. she won an Oscar for it. Oh, she's amazing in that. If our listeners have never seen Misery, stop what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Go and watch that. Then start watching the show. Because it is, or at the very least, have read the book, which is a shorter Stephen King book as well. So like, Yeah, it's, you it's know. not as big. Yeah, I'm reading it right now, refamiliarizing myself with a lot of the ins and outs of that. Um, of who to, she is yeah and, to better prepare myself and it's a great read so all of that stuff kind of filters into what we're doing um so the different plot lines from what we get in this episode are uh annie and her daughter which i joy yeah joy and i don't f- from reading the book i don't know that there's ever been a mention that she had a daughter i don't remember so this is i think we're going into sort of new take territory yeah also the timeline is way different um because in the book if we're we're matching up timelines this would have been 60s into the 70s right and they're in present day they're in more present day right they have smartphones yeah stuff like that they're talking about the internet you know Mm -hmm. all that stuff so totally different timelines which I had been waiting for her drug snatching to get a little bit harder. Yeah. I'm like, eventually they put locks on these doors. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, we're with Annie and her daughter in the open of the episode. And they're singing a song. They're singing that song and they're basically traveling around the country. She is a nurse's assistant mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Yeah. And she, you see her in a montage-ish sort of thing, uh, stealing medication for herself. Right. And not like the good stuff either, you know, like the yeah. things that actually help your brain. Yeah, it's... Uh, we find out the what they exactly are later in the episode, but... Yeah. Um, she is using this for her own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's changing out her plates on the Jeep Cherokee, which is something that is from the the novel. And um, also totally illegal. Yeah. They are definitely right. <laughs> running from something. Yeah, yeah. And um, as you mentioned, 
the daughter, you see her like be really happy as a youngster. She's like, oh, this is a fun journey we're going on. Yeah. And then as we progress through her life, she's like, this kind of sucks. Yeah, this is getting old. <laughs> she's like leaning her head against the window and that kind of thing, like barely singing the song by the end of the opening thing. Which also uh, the flashback that we saw in the very beginning, mm-hmm. I have to say, when the box moved, I was like, there's a baby in that box or a kitten. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on with that box. Um, I didn't actually get what it said on it either. I don't uh, think it really said anything of importance. Yeah. But not that I remember. I know it said something, but I don't remember what it said. might have to go back and... Yeah. See, that's the thing is we're not taking as intensive notes. Right. I would have rewound (laughs) it and been like, what did that say? Yeah. But yeah, when when the box moved, I was like, oh, she's got a a baby. Yeah. So... Or a kitten. (laughs) Or a kitten. (laughs) Which kittens and boxes are um, notoriously not happy with that situation. No. So they are making the box rock around a lot. I imagine a baby's not happy either. Uh, no, <laughs> I would assume not. <laughs> um, so she ends up crashing, right? Yeah. And they are in Castle Rock. Uh, or whereabouts, right? Yeah. They see signs that say like, uh, fall festival or something like that. Yeah, there's really creepy signs, and then the one that she runs over. Yeah, which seemed like a person, but yeah, it was see, I wasn't like a scarecrow type thing. I wasn't sure if that was like a spike strip <laughs> or a like. Somebody... I think it, I think it was a part of the sign. Okay, yeah, it was somebody threw it down. Yeah, that was a question I was going to ask you actually. Uh, and then the other plot line that we have is the Merrills, mm-hmm. which uh, we have Ace Merrill. Chris Merrill, who are the uh, sons, and then the dad, who is played by Tim Robbins. Uh, they call him Pop right. in the show. Um, Ace, of course, we know from being the bully in the body, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, uh, in Stand By Me right. is, uh, is... Yeah, the I'm movie thinking. version. Yeah, but the, the short story is the body. Um. And Ace is basically arguing with whoever he can find in the show. He's a very unhappy person. Over, yeah, which totally lines up with what we know of that character. Mm-hmm. Is uh, he's arguing with everyone over land, right? About his step stepbrother, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Somalis building on this land. They're building a mall, apparently, and etc. He's just arguing with everybody about everything. Yeah. Um. And that is in Jerusalem's lot, right? Yes. So, um, so ba- those are ba- the basic plot lines that we well, have. And, and you have Abdi, who is a stop, who adopt. Yeah, yeah. So their, we their have father, some adopted family in the Merrills as well. Which yeah, is their father and is Tim Robbins, Doctor H, but I can't think of what her uh, Naughty. Naughty. Her last name is something. From Somalia, right? Yeah. It's, so it's like a, I can't, I didn't write down what it was, but it, it had a lot of W's in it. I know that. <laughs> yeah. So is that. So um, these characters interact as the show goes on. I wrote more notes about as we go through the episode, but basically, uh, I'll just go down through my notes and we'll talk about okay. stuff as I bring it up. Um, I felt like the talk radio. As Ace was driving, uh, was a good vehicle to sort of like give exposition instead of having the characters have to talk, just immediately come out and tell you what is going on in the town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as 
the prisoners are coming back right. and yeah. Um that's always a sticking point for me in shows is when like they're obviously just telling you what is going on right. in their conversation instead of it being natural like it is when a character is listening to the radio mm-hmm. or a character is watching TV, which we get later. Right. Um, so they're basically explaining through this rate, this um, right wing ish uh, radio show that Ace is listening to, which totally fits his character, mm-hmm. by the way, that uh, there's a Somali problem, yeah. quote unquote, in the city. Right. They're coming in They're it's like he, they're the the radio host is interpreting it as an invasion of their city, yeah. right? Which is not what it is. No, it's just people In living reality, there. In reality, it's just a skewed version of mm-hmm. it, right? Um. So from the open, though, we see uh, Lizzie Kaplan playing Annie as a very creepy version. I feel like it's. Only slightly different from what Kathy Bates did, which is good because yeah. like that is what people know of that character for the most part I, is that very popular movie. I have to say I love her walk. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. She's like stiff-armed. Stiff-armed, yeah. yeah like, imagine imagine how hard it was to play that character to not yeah. swing your arms, especially when she's running. Well, when she's walking fast, she w- with the way she's walking so stiffly, her hair actually swings a little bit like her, the, yeah, her bangs yeah. or whatever, her haircut, uh, which is sort of a Bob haircut, which I like. It and, reminds me of my mom's haircut. Yeah. That she it, had. It's very much like the Annie character yeah. that we have seen before. So I liked that a lot. Yeah. I liked the walk. Um, it reminded me of the Seinfeld episode with the carrying <laughs> yeah. the suitcase, yeah. wa- suitcases walk. Um, I feel like her face. The way she's playing it, her face is both empty and very focused at the yeah. same time. Also, she goes into these catatonic state sort of things, too, um, which that is not easy to play. Like no. all of these things at once, right? I'm That's what I'm saying. She's nailing she's it. She's all over the place. And she even has an angry moment with her daughter later, which is genuinely frightening. Yeah. Cause she like without her meds, she's going, she's flying off the handle almost immediately, right? Right. Well, and we don't really know what she has per se because she's doing Google searches for right. schizophrenia and bipolar. You just have you get a vague idea, yeah. Which, which we should mention, um, Ace runs this like group of cabins, yeah, where the they're town. staying. Yeah, and that's waiting, where they end up staying, waiting for their car to be fixed. Usually for touristy type people in town, but. Yeah. Uh, it seems like most of them are not really that. No. They're just like people who can't... Extended stay. Yeah, or or they're trying to hide something and they can't... Um, I, whatever they have going on in their life is not on the up and up. Right. Right? So they have to live in these places that are sort of off of the grid, sort of. Yeah, you're paying by cash. Right. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah, and the deal is he gives them free internet. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's not... They're, like really she said free. in the episode, they all somebody who's doing this always wants something. Yep. So, and we find out later what that is. He wanted information. He's spying. He's spying on her. I knew that. I basically called that. By oh, the way, you did. Too. I was you figured it I was out. Like, There's no way that he's giving the free internet I didn't and not even, looking. At I didn't it. even think about it. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. He has the master key to all of that stuff, so yeah. he can look at whatever. I'm, it makes sense. 
And it turns out he has the key to her cabin and uses it freely, mm-hmm. which is fucking weird. Um, so other small notes about her right off the top. She almost immediately immediately refers to people as dirty birds. Oh, my God. I love it. Which is all over the book <laughs> and is all over the movie. Uh, I'm waiting for her to say um, cock a yeah, well, and when she first said "dirty bird," I heard Kathy Bates in my head yeah, saying it, right. like exactly how she was, how she would say it. Which, by the way, this season is the cockadoody season <laughs> of the of the podcast. Um, and I will refer to our listeners all as "dirty birds." Oh, okay, cool. cool, uh, cool. Also, the frumpy clothes. It is like it's whole described pig, in the novel. The whole pig outfit. Yeah, it's described in the novel, and yes, the pig outfit. Uh, the uh, the jammies was that the jammies she was wearing? No, that was her scrubs. Oh yeah, that's she put right. in the yeah. little pig earrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stethoscope, and she had little pigs all over. Her it her. all fits so well. Yeah. Um, and I really, I just, I love the approach, top to bottom. I'm honestly from the get, like I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent. I actually already know that I'm going to be more inclined to like this season more. I have a feeling, me too, but I think the reason for that is I'm not going to be feeling bad for Skarsgård. <laughs> okay, well, that's so. fair. Um, so, we sort of come to find out that she is, like, on this unlawful flight from to avoid prosecution. That's what she ends up looking up on the internet. That's the last thing she looks at. Yeah. It's what it says is, unlawful flight. To avoid prosecution slash murder. And so we don't know who she murdered because only in the flashbacks do we see her covered in blood and running away with a box with a baby in it. And if they are if they stick to the novel version, she is murdering people like crazy. Paul Sheldon, the author who she entraps in her um, house, Mm -hmm. finds a scrapbook, is reading it. And it is pretty much top to bottom her saving news articles about her murder all people. murders mm-hmm. well not it doesn't she eventually goes to trial and she gets off for it but um for the first 10 years or whatever it is she is just saving articles about people in hospitals dying that she worked at yeah so it's obvious it was all her trophies and paul knowing that she is batshit crazy is very clear that it was her that did all of this yeah right um, so I was at this point, I wasn't sure if the murders had something to do with the box in the woods. And then we start getting these flashbacks or visions of this tall man. Oh my God. The yeah. first time we saw him like right in my face, mm-hmm. I, I jumped, I was outside watching it and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We, I still, they only given very small glimpses of that guy. He reminds me of that painting, that Picasso painting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That man, you know what, what I'm talking about? Uh, the, is it the screaming man? Is it the, yes, I think so. Where he's well, no. like, no. It's like the farmer guy. Is it the farmer and his wife? No. Yeah. That's American Gospel or something like that. I'll look for it. Okay. I'll, I'll well, anyway, um, I have some theories on him that I'll get to a little bit later. Uh, so then we go to we we see a uh, sort of snippets of, like I said, 
the other storyline, Ace going and yelling at the Somali guys. We get that Abdi is his brother-in-law. The Somalis far outnumber um, Ace Merrill. So he's yelling at them, but they they basically all gang up together and they're like, get fucking lost, you know? Yeah. Uh, then we see sort of at night around this same excavation area that there are bats coming out of the ground there. Were those bats? Yeah. I, I could not figure out what the hell. I'm like, those are big bugs. Yeah, they were making bat noises. Okay. So, um, if you know anything about Salem's Lot, the book. This guy. Oh, yeah. That's that's a self-portrait of him. Yeah. That yeah. that creepy of, guy uh, in Gogh. the show, Van Gogh. Yeah. It reminds me of this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they it very well could be some kind of Except for the bleeding to, eyes yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. He's got like a bloody face and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just very creepy. We don't know much about him. Well, I'm sure we'll figure something out. It's very creepy. Point. It made me jump the first time I saw him. Uh, so we have bats coming out of the ground. Uh, and what I was going to say is uh, Salem's Lot is a vampire novel. Right. Uh, all centered around Jerusalem's Lot. See, I didn't know they were bats, so that makes a lot yeah. more sense. And they're coming out of the ground in Jerusalem's lot. So um, this is a town that was, spoilers, completely taken over by vampires. Right. Totally, basically wiped off the mat of people. So, uh, and then that is a story that has been passed on. And now people don't know whether or not it is true. It's they don't folklore. Know, they actually don't know what wiped out the town. They mm-hmm. just know that it did. Right. It was the witches. Something. <laughs> it was something like that, right? Um so then after that we get more of uh Tim Robbins as Pop, right? I love Tim Robbins. He goes to the hospital to visit his daughter. And he just lights up weed in the hospital. See, okay, when they first showed him packing that pipe, I'm like, is he packing that pipe yeah. with weed? <laughs> So then uh, she's talking, or he's talking to his daughter, who happens to be the head nurse, I think. Head doctor. Head doctor. Sorry, I'm I'm assuming based on gender, I shouldn't do that. No, she was wearing the white coat, man. She's Dr. H. She's the only one with the key card. I actually just made up that I was assuming based on gender. That is not what I was doing, so please don't write us emails. Don't write me emails. Yeah. I didn't Uh, assume. (laughs) Um, okay, so yeah, she tells him to whatever um, consumption of green substance, he should cut it in cut half. Cut it in half, yeah. Which, by the way, like, that's very vague. Like, if he's smoking a shit ton of weed, like, all day long, cutting it in half is not going to cut it. No. <laughs> if he's wanting to be healthy. Um, I mean, maybe it's the green tea. She didn't specify what green she stuff. Didn't. You're right. But I feel like we're, it was a sort of like knowing uh-huh. um, thing. She knows that he's smoking weed. Cause well, yeah, because he did it. He did it in front of her. <laughs> in, the, in the hospital. <laughs> and it weed reeks, by the way, inside of a room like that. So Yeah. But it's um, medicinal. It's fine. Right. So, um, I don't know. Initial thoughts on Tim Robbins as this character. I, I need more time with him to more accept him at, with this accent and stuff. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, I think he's going to be a sort of good and bright character in this town of darkness. Right? I, f- I f- have a real bad feeling they're going to kill him off immediately. 
Yeah. Um, well, it turns out they're unafraid to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we talked about the bloody tall man. That's sort of where we see that. Um, so then we get a scene where Abdi, Nadia's brother, comes into a house that... Um, oh, I should mention that Annie realizes she's going to need a master key to get into well, yeah, the medication room at this particular place. It's not the 80s and 90s. They're right. locking that shit down. Yeah. So we've already seen her getting kind of crazy yeah. with her daughter. Uh, and she goes to the doctor's, the doctor's house. house to find that key that she apparently left at the house, which, right. by the way, that's a very irresponsible thing to do. Very. And for <laughs> her to say, like, she can't remember the small things. Uh, hello. Those She's small the, things are important. The, and and You're a doctor. Sort of from the beginning of of um, Annie working at this place, she is getting down with, like, organizing everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, this place is falling kind apart. Of a mess. Yeah. Um, which kind of does go in line with castle rock in general and the whole town's a mess exactly so not that surprising but at the same time like maybe be a little more responsible with your uh job description you know like if you are the one in charge of the master key for medication maybe and nobody can seem to remember the code for it no the, the thing just doesn't work oh okay yeah yeah if you're the only one who can give patients medication yeah. The thing Remember the key. The thing that's keeping them alive. You don't leave um, the key at home. So anyway, back to Abdi at uh, Nadia's house. Oh, hold on. Side note. If somebody takes the key to the copy machine at my work, like mm. the whole place shuts down because we're like, <laughs> yeah. where the hell is this key? Until the key is found. Yeah. Yeah. The whole machine is just gone, out of use. I mean, it, I can't imagine forgetting a key for medication. Again, totally irresponsible. <laughs> a person who has spent as much time assuming as she has in school. Yeah. To remember everything important about her job at all times. I mean, I understand it's to move the plot along yeah. so she can find the key. But she also has a lot going on though, because like there's this whole side plot with the the brothers, the brothers, yeah. and in fighting with the family. So like she's obviously stressed, right? And it was raining that morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so Abby's at the house. He comes in the house, doesn't turn on any lights, no. and then just pulls out a gun when he hears a noise. Well, that's what you do, I guess. Uh, but uh, from this, I'm get, I'm ascertaining that Abdi is sort of a loose cannon sort of character. Yeah, <laughs> he's I, carrying around a gun all the time. He feels like everybody's out to get him. Yeah. I mean, as he should feel. Well, Ace, he was I, right. At least aces. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like from the start of this episode, he's already in his face screaming he's at him. Gunning so. for him, yeah. Uh, he's watching his back, and he f seems to feel like there's an intruder in the house immediately. I d didn't understand that Abdi actually lived at the place. I thought he was so, just going to check on his sister or something. No, they, they made a very uh, small reference to this with the scene with the dad. Okay. Because that morning we see him in her house eating breakfast. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you got to pay me or whatever. And then, oh, that's right. And then the dad comes and he says, "Is that brother of yours still living in the shed in the back of your house?" Got it. And that was the only reference to it. Yeah. So well, he obviously I'm both watching this show because those things all got past me. Yeah. Somehow. So he's obviously not sleeping in the main house. Yeah. But he can go in the main house. He's in a guest house of some sort. He's in the shed in the back, apparently. The fuck. According to his dad. If he is leading this group to build a mall. <laughs> 
shouldn't he have more money and be able to afford his own place? I think that's what his sister was bitching at him about. Okay, well, the, yeah, uh, yeah maybe. she she agrees. Yeah, where's exactly. his money going? There's a, there's a lot of common sense going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I sort of mentioned the rage of Annie's character already, but we get more rage at Joy. Uh, you know, gaining some new friends. She mm-hmm. meets this character playing guitar in another cabin. Uh, that character introduces her to some other friends who know that she was in the crash. And they're all just randomly living in these right. cabins. They call Joy Crash, which I really enjoy. I, I like that They nickname. Like, give her a nickname immediately. So mm-hmm. we kind of know that these characters are probably good people. Yeah. Um. But we oh we forgot to mention that uh, Ace, what he did to the house. Oh well, yeah. So anyway, Ace is outside of the house whenever both uh, Annie and Abdi get there, right? Mm-hmm. Then, but somehow doesn't see Annie sneaking in with right. her shuffle walk. Yeah, exactly. But and maybe he's not looking for her though. Yeah. So anyway, he throws a Molotov cocktail in. While Abdi's inside the house, uh, about to look for Annie. Thankfully, Abdi... Thankfully, the house starts on fire. <laughs> right. Abdi stops looking for her. <laughs> is more I distracted mean, she by really, this giant she fire. She really lucked out there. Yeah. Somehow, uh, after two Molotov cocktails get thrown into the house, Abdi's still able to put the fire out with one fire extinguisher, which, by the way, is not enough to put out that big of a fire, I don't think. It was fine. It's fine. He just threw the whole can Your at dad's it. a firefighter, right? Yeah, it's fine. Well, he, he retired. <laughs> he retired, but he was. Yes. Um. So you know a fire of it's this. It's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he found a bucket or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. So. But at- we, we should say, though, that Joy saw him, saw Ace filling these. Yeah, that's bottles. right. Right, yeah. right, right. Right. She saw that before he did it. And, uh... Also, the friend characters end up gifting Joy this phone, mm-hmm. which Joy keeps secret from her mom so far. Joy's going to learn a lot of information, I think, about her mom. Yes. So that was one of my predictions is that, A, she's going to find out stuff about her mom, and then B, it's going to attract attention from authorities once Joy starts um, acting out on photos mm. or gets on social media or something like that. I, I feel like she's going to start acting out yeah. and being like, well, you know, you're this way. So why can't I have yeah. friends? It's definitely going to, I think joy is the wild card of the whole situation so far. Yeah. You know, she's getting this phone that opens her up to more information that can only be bad for Annie. Yes. <laughs> no good will come from that. Uh, you know, there's a reason she's been keeping all of this stuff from her. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, I mentioned Annie's jammies, which I like. I think they're, I think different outfits, like the frumpiness of her outfits and stuff are all mentioned in the book. Um, I should know that for certain, but I do know that Paul definitely like mentions what she looks like. Yeah. Um, she becomes sort of, uh, slovenly, like she eats an insane amount of food and like comes in, um, wearing the food basically. Yeah. (laughs) With food all over her mouth. And, uh, uh, I mean, there it's, she's 
She's clearly just outside of her mind mm-hmm. at all times, right? When when she initially breathes him back to life after he has the crash on the side of the road, the mountain road or whatever, where yeah. she finds him, um, he remembers how awful her breath smells. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, like he would give anything to never have that memory again. That's how bad uh, her breath was. So. Um, I don't think she's necessarily at that level yet. No. <laughs> she's more buttoned up at this point. She seems like she's still uh, doing some hygiene. Initial stages of uh, of crazy, though, at mm. least. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, right about now is the holy shit moment. Of oh, the my God. Uh, and Annie is in her cabin alone. Yes. Her daughter is off. By herself playing with the phone. Yeah, but she's supposed to be buying uh, drawing paper. Right. She's allowed her to leave the house. Right. Because they've decided um, to stay. At uh, at this moment, Annie is making herself some ice cream, which totally fits with the character. It's mentioned a million times in the book how much she loves ice cream. Insane, terrible food for you, but that's all that is in that place. Uh, she's making herself ice cream. Ace comes in. He's being very threatening with his, um, you know, with everything Demeanor. he's saying. Yeah. He's, he immediately calls her out for what she's been looking up, calls her by her real name. Yeah. Uh, and, so. And the whole time she's just holding this ice cream scoop. Right. And you're like, what the fuck are you going to do with an ice cream scoop? And you see her go into the state of, I don't know. You see the craziness kind yeah. of in her eyes. Maybe for I don't not for the first time this episode, but definitely the most intense. She's like shaking a little bit. And then he mentions her daughter. Right. And that's all it took. Yeah. And um, you know, and he says basically that he could come in there whenever he wants. She keeps telling him to leave. Mm-hmm. She sees one way out of this, which totally shows you into her state of mind, which is like if anybody finds out anything about my past, I am, I and my daughter are screwed. Totally screwed. Right. Yeah. And for him to say, you're going to keep your daughter's mouth shut. Yeah. So I don't have to. Yeah. Immediately, she shoves the ice cream scoop into his throat. Oh, my God. Really deeply. And like tackles into the ground. Yeah. And, uh, starts punching it into his mouth further into his throat yeah and i'm outside watching this and you had texted me and said holy shit and that was like your only review yeah and i'm outside watching this at one o'clock in the morning last night and it's dark and i have both ear earphones in you know mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just like watching it happen and i go oh my god <laughs> like screamed it because yeah. i'm not expecting that yeah, no, I wasn't either. It was definitely the holy shit moment. And then for like the next however long the episode was on for, just mouth dropped, just going, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, not much longer after this is the close of this episode. But uh, so what Annie does, uh, at, and we have a high tension moment of her daughter Joy approaching. Coming right? home. Mm-hmm. Very quickly um, while... This is still very much happening. <laughs> While she's like, oh, shit, I got to clean yeah. this up. Um, So Annie very quickly bundles up Ace, 
Gets him in the Cherokee. Puts all of his stuff in separate plastic baggies. Yep, yep. Which, like, she knows what she's doing. Exactly, yeah. She, it's almost as if she's done it before. Almost, yeah, <laughs> weird. Uh, and then Annie buries uh, Ace in New Jerusalem. Which doesn't end well. Right. Uh, <laughs> so this is where they're excavating the the mall that is to be, right? Mm-hmm. The Somali Mall. And... She should have gone with her first choice, which was to just dump him in the lake. Yeah, yeah. And when she, I guess it's when she throws him down into this hole while she's standing down there or something like that. Or yeah. she's like getting ready to bury. She's getting um, ready to bury him. It, the The bottom falls out of this uh, excavation they've already done. Right. Uh, so. So, the, so his body falls and she hangs on. And then she also falls. And then falls. she also falls. And that is when a shit ton of bats come flying out. And that's when I realized that they were probably not bugs, but I still wasn't sure what they were. Yeah. <laughs> They're either bugs, uh, giant bugs. I was like, damn, those birds. are some big cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they didn't sound like cicadas or or chukadas or chukadas <laughs> chukadas um yeah no they're bats for sure uh, uh it's a reference to Salem's Lot I mean that makes so much more sense so um yeah that leads into a prediction I have that this might turn into vampire show which I know you are super into vampire <laughs> shows I don't think that they're gonna go that way um only for the sheer fact that I think everybody else would be really disappointed well, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's certainly possible they could be in the show somehow. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Ace, that actor is a very well-known actor from a Netflix show. Um, it was the Kevin... Um, oh, what's the actor who got called out for... Uh, Oh, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey. His show on Netflix where he was the president. House of Cards. House of Cards. This actor who played Ace Merrill, Paul something, I think. Mm-hmm. Very well-known actor. He, he looks gets, familiar. Uh, he gets the Drew Barrymore in Scream treatment. Yeah, he just dies. He, he dies in the first episode. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that with that is all that we are going to see of him because... Of the supernatural, supernatural aspect so of the show. So you think he's going to come back? I think it's very possible we see him come back in some form. I don't oh, know if man. it's in flashbacks. I don't know. Just because, like, to sign an actor of that caliber um, that caliber for one episode, I don't know about that. Well, maybe he'll start popping up instead of the uh, tall man. Yeah. I, you know, following I don't know. her around in her psychosis. I do have uh, in, our, in our hate mail segment that's coming later... Not much later, by the way. Uh, we're almost done here. But uh, uh, somebody does mention something about next episodes. Mm-hmm. At least a little teaser. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I have I have a couple of more notes on my phone I got to make sure I address before we get to this. But, uh, yeah, no, I think the, the vampire thing could very well come into play. I, I think it's... I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I just feel like other especially people Especially since would. It's, uh, some of this stuff is taking place in Jerusalem's lot. It's totally within the realm of possibilities. Right. Right. And last season, they incorporated lots of different stories into one thing. So, anyway, I found it interesting that uh, Annie uses objects to kill a lot. Yeah. Um, 
you know, in the previous stories, um, in the, well, okay. So in the book, she's an, an ax to hobble Paul mm-hmm. in the movie version, slightly less violent. She uses a, I think it's like a piece of wood and then binds his legs with wood yeah. as well. And that's what she uses to break his legs. Right. To hobble him. Yes. Um, and then, um, let's see. Oh, she, in the book, she also, in the in the scrapbook I was referring to, she poisons a lot of people. Well, yeah, because she works at the hospital. Right. So it's easy. Yeah. And then, but she's not limited to only objects to kill. Like, she, she does also kill infants by choking them good lady yeah exactly so that's the kind of person we're dealing with on this show yeah totally fucked up (laughs) um might explain her severe attachment to her child yeah which obviously a mother loves her child but this is a whole other level it's a different level you're willing to murder well you know but we don't know the entire backstory yet as well you know what i mean like we had, we saw the baby in the box i mean if somebody's threatening my child i might you know shove a ice cream scoop down their throat too we did mention we did forget to mention another a fuller flashback that we get where the baby in the box is revealed right um so i just thought i would mention the objects thing i thought mm-hmm. i think it's interesting that she uses things to kill random things yeah just whatever is around i guess um so one very interesting thing that happened in <laughs> when she is standing in the middle of the street and the bus almost hits her. Yeah. While she's having the tall man vision, there are sounds of a typewriter. Yes. And that is significant because the typewriter is integral to the misery story. Right. And it is. Well, because she's making him right. She's making him right with the write typewriter. The story, right. Yeah. And uh, it's an old school typewriter, too. So it's the same exact sounds that you're hearing while she's having these visions. Yeah. I got, also got to say in the sort of in the, when she's having the visions and also just in high tension moments, the ramping up of the background music, just like in season one, is absolutely on point. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. You're just like. <laughs> get interruptions. Here we go. <laughs> That one was Kinsley. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Nicola is sitting very nicely, just observing. He's very majestic. <laughs> he really is. Um, he's winking. Uh, so, predictions of who the tall man could be. Do you have any? Uh, her father. So, yeah. So, that was... I was thinking either her father, Joy's father... Uh, so, you know, like a former lover of some kind or, uh, it could somehow be Paul Sheldon Yeah, from the later events of her life. Cause first season was kind of all over the place with timelines and stuff. So we, we don't know. And dimensions. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I don't know what is going on really. Yeah. I mean, we're one episode in We're we haven't been given all the information. Um, so, you know, those are just some. Shot in the dark predictions. The only reason why I don't think it's her dad is because she then at the end of the episode was going on about how her dad was the only real man and yeah. person that you can trust and count on and love. And But also she has a warped sense of reality as well. So like right. maybe her relationship with her dad was not as rosy as she makes it seem in her warped mind. Right. You know what I mean? 
I think like all, with a lot of dysfunction, especially with daughters uh, who have dysfunction in their family, like I feel like they have a really distorted view of their father. Sometimes they think they love him and mm-hmm. they actually are fearful of him and they disguise it as love or with love. Right. You know what I mean? Or they think that's love. Yeah, exactly. Like they, it's, they teach themselves that that is love because that's all they've ever known of their father. Right. You know? Um, which is why they act out and go all crazy. These are all psychological theories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not concrete things. But when Very there's plausible enough evidence. With her. Yeah, yeah, when there's enough evidence to show. Um, also, I got to say the Kiefer Sutherland con- connection goes even further than, um, than the same Stand character. By Me. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiefer... Sutherland also played a vampire in The Lost Boys. Yes, he did. So, I, you know, if vampires are going to come into play, I don't feel like it's an accident that <laughs> the, the that, clues have been there. Yeah, like I, and Ace just I don't know all of these things just fit a little too nicely. I feel like they were all thought about. Yeah, and people that like Lost Boys like this kind of show. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Got a couple small segments to end on here, and then we will wrap up. New segment of the show. Here we go. Woo! Um, I want us to read this together as the intro. <clears throat> oh, boy. It's just this circled thing. One, two, three. Are, Are there, there any Dark, Dark Tower, Tower references? references? So, you ask... Are there any Dark Tower references in this episode? I don't know. Are there? Not that I could find. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that every episode. If I can find one, I will tell you what it is. Okay. If I can't, then I won't. Okay. Um, and moving on to the final segment of the show, I think. Yep, that's right. Hate mail for episode one. These are not necessarily hateful. That's just going to hate mail. That's just what I'm going to call the segment. Okay. Hate mail for episode one. Eric uh, says he loved episode one and uh, Lizzie Kaplan channeling Kathy Bates channeling Annie Wilkes uh, is straight up fantastic. Yes. I agree. Uh, we both totally agree with that, Eric. Um phenomenal that's, that's all that we can say <laughs> until they nailed the casting yeah i mean until she proves us wrong right then which i don't think she will she's a pretty good actress totally and like like i, I don't know i this is the third time i'm mentioning it but just the range of that character is hard to play yeah so the fact that she was able to pull it off as well and like like he says in this, she's channeling Kathy Bates while also channeling the Annie character. Yeah. So, like, there's little bits of both. Yeah, you know what I mean? for sure. And it isn't enough to where, like, you can't be like, that's not An- the Annie Wilkes that I read. No, I mean, as I mean? soon as the show started, I, w- I was like, wow, she is this person. Yeah. Down to the walk. And that's what made me think, wow, you know, she really committed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, said Parker says... Which is a weird uh, said. Yeah, Parker? that's that's it's his name is spelled as said. I don't. I'm not sure of the S E D S A I D S A I D. 
I've never heard of that uh, uh, being a first name, but hey, okay. I don't know what the uh, where that name comes from. If it comes from somewhere, okay. or if maybe he just made it up because it's Facebook. Okay. Um, this season has started out pretty strong. That opening episode was nuts. Agreed. Yeah. Especially that holy shit moment at the end. Yeah, uh, where I, I screamed, oh my God, yeah. outside at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, Aaron Sr. says, it gets better and weirder. So that is a small tease for the next couple of episodes that are already up. We forgot to mention that. They did the same thing as they did last year. They put all three episodes up at once. We have not seen them, though. We have not seen them. Um, Debbie and I feel like we should cover one at a time. Now, especially given that this came out yesterday and we were covering it this morning. Right. So we didn't really have time. You know what I mean? Debbie, you said you watched this very late last night. I had literally all day to watch it, and I watched (laughs) it at 1 o'clock in the morning. So... So, um, hopefully that doesn't happen again in you. Have oh more... my God, there's no way. Honestly, though, this episode flowed by really fast, and I feel like you were able to internalize it very well, regardless of notes or not. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was it was a well well done episode. A very good premiere. Yeah, for sure. It touched on. I feel like it touched on a lot of the little things that we need to know moving forward. A little bit of teasing. You know, didn't tell us everything. No, which is why I'm glad we only watched the first episode. Because yeah. I feel like if we had gone into season t- or episode two and three, it would have tainted our initial reaction. Right, right. And, you know, we have to be honest with our listeners. We can't act like we've seen things that we haven't right. or, or not seen things that we haven't, you know. Um, so next week, I'm thinking I want to try to do both two and three. That's fine. So we I'll are, be able to watch two and three whenever yeah. until then. So, so what we'll probably do um, is next week will be two and three. And um, week after that, we will try to do four and five because five will be out by that point. Oh, yes. Um, so I'm not going to promise that, though. It may end up just being episode four. We'll just have to see when we get there. Yeah. Um, that's a couple weeks out at this point. So just count on us talking about two and three next week. Mm-hmm. And I will exclude news next week and we'll just get right to episode Next week, two I'm going to have notes. Yeah. And that will also give you listeners out there plenty of time to comment on the episodes online. Tell us what you think. Tell us what your predictions are. What uh, we might even get more further thoughts on the premiere episode. Yeah. Uh, and with that, um, until next time, Debbie, do you have any parting words? Don't suck. Uh, did Nicola also did Nicola had some just parting laugh words? At what you said. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That was very... I hope that (laughs) listeners pick that up on the mic because that was awesome. Uh, So that was Kinsley's parting words. No, uh, Nicola. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Nicola. He's giving me the cold shoulder now. Uh, Until next time, see you later, dirty birdies on this cock podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye.